Welcome to Season 3 of Yoga Corner Chats, where we dive deep into the wisdom of purpose-driven women who are rewriting life's rulebook. I'm your host, Shelby Phoenix, and I'm thrilled to embark on this transformative journey with you. This season, we're breaking free from the ordinary, celebrating the extraordinary, and embracing the unapologetic pursuit of authenticity. Join us as we explore stories of resilience, self-discovery, and the pursuit of an uncharted path. Our conversations are more heart-centered than ever, delving into the core of what it means to lead a life in alignment with your values. We're shattering societal norms one episode at a time and redefining success on our terms. Each week, we'll be joined by incredible women, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, wellness warriors, and more, who are daring to be different and inspiring us to do the same. Get ready for an abundance of inspiration, empowerment, and unfiltered authenticity. So if you're ready to trade conformity for creativity, perfectionism for purpose, and self-doubt for self-love, you're in the right place. Subscribe now and join our vibrant community of listeners who are choosing to live life authentically. Yoga Corner Chats is more than just a podcast. It's a journey. Let's embark on this path together towards a life that aligns with our deepest values. Are you ready? Roll out your mat, take a deep breath, and let's dive in. Press play and let the transformation begin. Welcome to Yoga Corner Chats, where real women, real conversations, and real transformation happen. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Yoga Corner Chats. My name is Shelby Phoenix. I'm your host, and today we are joined by Janelle. Janelle is a self-love and wellness coach, and today we're going to be talking about self-love and self-care. So without further ado, welcome, Janelle. Thank you for having me. So excited. Before we dive in, I like to start these interviews by having us take a couple of deep breaths together. Is that okay with you? Yes, beautiful. Okay. And anyone who's listening, I invite you to join us as well. If you're sitting, settle into your sits bones. Sit up nice and tall, but don't try to force perfect posture. If it feels safe, I invite you to close your eyes or take a soft gaze. We're going to take three deep belly breaths, starting to inhale through the nose, fill the belly, expand the rib cage, fill all the way to the collarbone, big sigh out. Two more like that, in through the nose, belly, rib cage, collarbone, big sigh. One more, just like that, fill up all the way to the top, biggest breath of the day. And let it all go. And whenever you feel ready, gently open your eyes. Janelle, I would love to start by having you share a little bit about your journey of um, wellness and self-care and how you became a yoga teacher and a wellness coach. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So it starts starts 10 years ago. Um, I mean, it really starts all the way back, right? But so 10 years ago, I found myself... Um, in the wellness space and the fitness space. 
I was a fitness instructor, online fitness coach, and was helping people through their own journeys. And I realized that such a huge piece of the puzzle for me in my own wellness journey and found myself in fitness because I found a passion for where the journey had brought me. Um, I grew up very self-conscious. I grew up um, with a lot of disordered eating habits. Um, I had eating disorders as a teenager, really struggled with um, my fitness journey, weight loss, meaning I was doing something because I didn't like myself. Yeah, I was trying to um, hate myself into change. And so what I found myself doing was, this is before my, before I became a fitness coach was I was just spinning my wheels, like, you know, starting on a diet on Monday because I didn't like myself. Yeah. We needed to get really serious, right? Like it was very much a, we need to, we need to get better. Yeah. Um, and then I found a different way, right? So I found, um, I found a way to eat really healthy in a really mindful, loving way, um, yeah. feeding myself and fueling myself, right? Instead of eating a salad because I don't deserve to indulge or something like that, right? Um, those feelings and thoughts are so like foreign to me now. So it's almost hard to put it into words, which is a beautiful thing, right? Um, but so I found, I found this new way. And so I started working out because I loved the feeling of endorphins and that feeling of energy. And I loved eating healthy foods because I loved how clear it made my mind and how good I felt and how energized I felt and how, and the difference too, between eating for fuel versus eating, you know, to, to lose weight or to lose something yeah. was that I was losing myself in that process. Um, and so I found myself in a situation where I could help other women. And so I started as a fitness online fitness coach, helping women do that same thing. Hey, there's a better way. There's a, there's a way that you can do this and you can have goals for yourself, but also loving yourself through that process. Um, which was just such a beautiful switch. And I realized that so much of why people weren't seeing the results that they wanted to was because they had that mindset of, you know, needing to be someone different or, you know, not loving themselves in that process. You know, they were really doing it as a punishment versus wanting to feel good. So of course, no one wants, no one stays consistent with that. It's, it's really <laughs> hard to hate yourself all the time. Um, yeah. So finding that for myself and then being able to help others was just such a beautiful shift and um, a really beautiful start to something awesome. Um, I was just having a conversation the other day with someone and they were like, oh, you know, have you ever tried spin class? And I was like, yeah, I did it once and I really like hated it a lot. And they were like, oh, you know, I'm trying to get back into exercise. And I was like, you might love it. Like, don't take my... <laughs> experience but my personal experience is I like to walk I like to do yoga and I like to lift weights and those I do one of those and like I don't do it if I don't like it because I won't I won't do it right like it doesn't feel good even though it's good for you <laughs> right I think there's something to that is that there's there's so many different types of exercise out there and I used to I was very similar I was like I have to do cardio because it's good <laughs> You know, do all the do all those things but oh my gosh I hate like I I don't I don't enjoy cardio I don't and once it, and and that's like such a beautiful piece of it right when you realize that you get to decide yeah. uh, 
you get to decide. So yes, similar. I <laughs> classes a lot. <laughs> One of the things that drew me into your content, um, I think it was specifically on Facebook, is that I think that you have a unique definition of self-love. And one of the things that um, we seem to agree on and that I think reflects your definition of self-love is this like anti-morning routine. (laughs) 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 So maybe you can share about like what you define self-love as and like what led you to be passionate about it. Yeah, I love that. Um, Self-love for me is having a really high regard for yourself. Self-love is wanting the best for yourself, just like you would want the best for your best friend. Um, So when I think of self-love, I think of it as treating myself like my own best friend. Mm. And so much of that is dropping judgment, right? Like when I think about the things that I used to say to myself, used to do, used to expect of myself, um, I would have never expected those out of my friends, my best friend, I would never put those pressures on her. I would never say you have to do it this way. There's only one way to do it. Bringing us to that morning routine, right? Um, There's like exercise, there's so many different ways to live your life. And if you're focused on what someone else is doing or what you think you should be doing, it takes so much joy out of it. And it becomes something that you don't look forward to. And so like our chat about the morning routine, the thing that I was laughing about is like, I was hearing all of these people say to have a successful day, you have to have a successful morning routine. And this is what that looks like. And it was wake up at 5am, drink your energy drink and go downstairs and do your cardio and get your workout in. And then, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, like, that sounds horrible to me, right? To me, it's not horrible. But for me personally, I was like, I don't want to do that. And I tried, I tried it because right, like someone said it was supposed to make me so amazing. And it it didn't give me what it gives other people. And so along those lines of being my own best friend realized that what I really love in the morning is to wake up to the sound of my chickens outside of my window. Mm. I get up, I press brew on the coffee maker. I go out, I take care of my chickens. I come back in, I grab my coffee. I don't grab my water first. I just, I, what I feels good to me is I grab my coffee and I sit down on my couch and that's how I start my morning. And often it's, it's accompanied by journaling or maybe prayer or reading, or maybe that morning I'm on my phone. You know, it's not, it's just doing what feels good to you. Um, self-love. Yes. Um, somebody asked me, I started a new job. So like, um, I was like, oh, I'm a yoga teacher. And, and the girl's like, oh, you must wake up really early every morning and like do yoga and meditate. And I was like, girl, no, (laughs) no, (laughs) maybe sometimes, but like, I think that even this like conception that if you are in like the wellness space, like you are like supposed to be uh, mirroring these things or like pushing these things on other people. And it's like, it doesn't have to be like that. And that's freeing, right? Like so many people I feel like I talk to who are so scared of, they're like, I couldn't be a yogi. (laughs) 
but you can though. And that's, that's so amazing that we can all do whatever we want to be. We get to define what it looks like for us and taking off that pressure too. Yes. Yes. Um, what do you think are some common like myths about self-love or misconceptions? Mm-hmm. So I'm a mom. I have a, an amazing eight-year-old boy, incredible, strong six-year-old daughter. Um, and so as a mom, especially like in the motherhood space, a lot of, a lot of times it's self-love is selfish. Yeah. Like, no, I have kids now. I can't be focused on me. Like I'm focused on them. Um, that's such a huge one that I hear or that self-love is, is, makes you conceited, makes you like self-centered that it's, you know, it's you instead of everybody else. Like I love myself. I can't love you. Um, and what I have found is that my own journey of self-love has opened me up to loving the people around me even more. Yeah. Um, I am such a better mother. I'm such a better wife to my husband when I'm also taking care of myself because it fills my cup. And there's, there's that, that saying, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup. Um, but I've lived it and I see why, I see why it's, it's something that's said so often because I believe it. I think that when you take care of yourself and your needs are taken care of, um, you're much less stressed. You're much less worried about what's going on around you because you know that you can be content here right now. You know, like I've got this, I've got myself. Um, and teaching and, uh, you know, teaching my children that too, right? Like teaching them that, no, you have to come first. Yeah. Maybe that looks different in different seasons of life, but you have to come first. You have to ask yourself very intentionally every day, what do I need? And then listen. Yeah. Also when you're sharing, you know, about teaching your children, I also think of like breaking those cycles, you know, like, um, of, you know, maybe for you, it's disordered eating, maybe for other families, it's alcohol or whatever it is, but like loving yourself, being able to heal. And then like that passes on to your, your children naturally. Yes. That generational healing is huge. Yes. Um, so right. We're talking about self-love and, you know, you even mentioned, you know, like motherhood and busy moms or, you know, busy careers, like how, how do I integrate self-love into my busy day and schedule? Like, I don't know if I have time for this. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Right. (laughs) Um, and that's another misconception too, right? Is that self-love takes so much time. Yeah. You need to. I know for me, like when I started meditating, I was like, I can't sit down <laughs> for an hour. Like, I just can't do that. But what's so, <laughs> and I say the word beautiful, right? Like I say it a lot. Um, but I really, I do. I really feel like this journey is just so beautiful if you allow it to be. What's so beautiful is that your meditation can be three deep breaths. Yeah. Like we started this with, right? Like that's such a beautiful way to just clear your mind and say, okay, we're here. We're in the present. We're good. Um, when you're busy, sometimes it's just about asking yourself, asking yourself questions. One of the biggest thing that I teach my clients and people that I work with is asking 
empowered questions gives you empowered answers. And so, so much of, we can ask ourselves, I mean, you've probably asked yourself like, why am I so stressed out right now? (laughs) You ask, because I like, I'm a daily student of what I teach as well. (laughs) Whatever our brains, whatever we ask our brains, our brain is going to look for the answers. Totally. They're going to look for, why am I so stressed out? Why am I not enough? That was a big one for me. Why am I not enough? And my brain was giving me all those answers. But when you change the questions that you ask and you ask, why am I enough? Mm. What did I do today to make a difference? Whatever that question may be, what do I need today? Yes. What makes me feel whole? Just asking yourself those questions and starting there is such a great way because really what self-love is, is, is getting to know yourself. That self-discovery right, is where it all starts is who am I? What do I love? What lights me up? What brings me joy? And just noticing throughout your day, the little things that just make you smile so big. And you're like, why am I smiling so big? Right now? <laughs> um, you know, I will forever, I always say like, for me, it's my horse, my chickens, my animals. Like I will forever be a little kid when it comes to yeah. <laughs> my life. And like, if you see me at the barn, I always laugh. I'm like, I make the silliest noises when I'm right. I still, whenever I'm riding my horse, I go. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> you know, I, I thought like I had to be so serious all the time and I had to be a certain way. And when I let go of that and I just let myself be who I was unapologetically. And for me, it's silly. It's bubbly. It's, you know, saying words like beautiful all the time and and just knowing like, this is who I am and this is who I'm supposed to be. Um, Gosh, adding self-love into your day is really just noticing yourself and what lights you up. That's such a beautiful way to start. Yeah. I have noticed through the years that on my journey of self-love and self-discovery, it's like an, like, I don't want to use onion because it's not very pretty, but like, there's so many layers, you know, like, I feel like for me, it was first like, like through like physically practicing yoga, I learned like my mind body connection. I was like, whoa, okay. And then I, you know, was able to ask myself questions like, you know, is this serving me? Is this making me feel good? And eventually like, you know, started editing things out of my life, um, like alcohol. And, and then there's another like layer underneath that. And like, the more you practice asking yourself questions, like the deeper you can like, like get into yourself, like things I know about myself now that weren't even in like the scope of imagination, like five years ago. Um, what do you think is something profound? Like you've learned about yourself through your own self-discovery. Ooh, I love that question. Something I've learned about myself. You know, I think growing up, I've always been a very, um, I've always felt very, very deeply. And when I was growing up, it was always, you're too emotional, mm. too much. And so I grew up believing that I was too emotional, that I was too much, that I needed to, like, I needed to get over things, right? And I needed to not be so um, emotionally attached to 
things in, in life, in my life and other life things that I would hear. Um, so what has been profound was realizing that the emotions that I have are not too much. I am a very highly sensitive person and it's actually quite a gift. Yeah. And when I was able to make that switch from feeling like my emotions and how emotional I get, I mean, gosh, like I will cry at something incredibly happy. I will cry at something sad. I will cry. I will cry like it. <laughs> um, I'm very moved very easily. And so what I realized is that those deep emotions, those deep feelings and how deeply I feel are such a gift. Mm. And um, they've allowed me to serve really, really deeply and really profoundly with people that I work with. It, it helps me to be a very um, empathetic person towards other people. I think it makes me a really wonderful mom. I think it just, it's just a big part of me. And I think that when I was able to reframe it from being something so bad about me to something that actually is really wonderful and it's who I am and I can now embrace it and, and say, yes, this is who I am. I'm supposed to be this way. Um, a massive, massive weight was lifted off of my shoulders when I was able to accept it and embrace it. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing that. As you were sharing about that, I was thinking of, for me, learning to express my emotions is an ongoing process. But I think one part that's hard, and I think it kind of ties back into the myth that like self-love is selfish, is sometimes you have to express your emotions or you practice acts of self-love and other people might not love it you know <laughs> like <laughs> um could you talk about maybe uh some of the challenges that come along with practicing self-love maybe how it affects others or your challenges within your own yeah I think that it when you practice self-love and when you start to ask yourself those deeper questions it can often bring stuff up to the surface too, right? Like a lot of self-love, a lot of my own journey was an inner child's healing journey. Yeah. And that is a, that is a tough one sometimes, right? Like to look back and to think, oh my gosh, whoa, that was a lot. Didn't feel like a lot then, but realizing that every little bit of, of our experiences throughout our lives, they, they follow us and that there's always that inner child in with you. So that was a um, that was a time where, you know, I I enlisted help. Right, I am a huge huge supporter of therapy. I think therapy is incredible. I think that working with a coach can be incredibly beneficial as well. That was really really beneficial for for me on my journey to have someone to help ask me the the more empowering questions. So then I could learn to then ask myself those questions as well. Um, I think that being really gentle with yourself in that process and knowing that some days you're going to have depleted energy too, right? Like sometimes it becomes a physical sensation in the body too, where you're like, I'm so freaking tired. Yeah. And, and knowing to honor that too, because there's again, that like, I don't want to call it a hustle mentality, but there is that like, Hey, you got to keep going. You got to work through it. You got to keep grinding. And Sometimes you have to let yourself sit with the discomfort yeah, and feel it 
And I actually, I did a, a guided meditation this morning and we, we allowed feelings to, we allowed something to come up that was stressing us out that, you know, there's just a bit of thought that, that is just kind of still in our heads and we let it come up today and we let go of the story yeah. and we kept the feeling in the body. And like, for me, I kept going like this and I was like, clearly this is where mine is today. So <laughs> We like let it sit for, and and if you let it sit, if you let yourself sit with the with the feeling in the body, it very often will dissipate within ninety seconds to two minutes. Um, and it's that story that we hold on to, that of course we do, right? But when you learn to let the story, let the thought float by, yeah, and just allow yourself to feel that feeling, and then let it naturally float on by as well. Um, it's huge. It's such a huge piece. And so one of those challenges as, as I have been on, you know, I, I said before, like I'm still a, a student of what I teach. Um, but one of those challenges that that journey can be allowing those feeling, allowing yourself to feel those feelings and not make them wrong either. Yeah. Um, knowing that you're feeling something for a reason and it's okay to feel that way. Taking time, um, you know, communicating with your partner, with your, you know, with, with people around you, like, Hey, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm just feeling it. You know, you don't have to get into specifics. Right. But sometimes just saying like, Hey, I, I just want you to know, like, I'm, I'm kind of here today. I need, I need a little extra support asking for help. Um, it's a village, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Um, I'm curious cause you're a yoga teacher how does yoga tie into your journey of self-discovery and self-love? And there, uh, is there anything like particularly transformative about yoga for you? Yes. Um, my journey with yoga is so fun to talk about now because it's if 10 years ago, if you had told me you're going to be a yoga teacher, I'd have been like, <laughs> no, we don't, we don't do yoga. Yoga is for a very specific type of person in my mind at the time. Um, I had been to one yoga class and it was filled with people that I thought I was not supposed to be around. It was a very uncomfortable experience for me and I left and I never did yoga again. And if I was doing a workout program, I would like skip yoga day because I don't do yoga. And so it's just so interesting to look back right now and say, wow, look at how far we've come. <laughs> yoga came back into my life when my son was, oh my goodness, one, um, I was seeing a postpartum therapist because I was really struggling with postpartum anxiety, postpartum depression. And this therapist was also a yoga teacher. And she would tell me to um, come in, where do I feel it in my body? Where do I, where did I feel my emotions in my body? This woman changed my life forever. And um, we would talk about it. And then she asked if I wanted to, to do yoga. And I said, I don't do yoga. And she said, what do you, what does your body want to do right now? Mm -hmm. And I immediately fell to, not fell to the floor. I leaned over into a forward fold and I just hung there. And she was like, you, my friend are craving grounding. <laughs> And I was like, I guess I am. <laughs> so, um, so I fell in love with how our body speaks to us yeah. 
and that mind body connection. I knew that I was feeling something, but I didn't know what it was. I was like, I'm just feeling so up here. And then my body was like, (laughs) come down here. And that moment was so pivotal. Like it's been seven years and I can remember everything about that room and that moment and just realizing that our body speaks. So you were just talking about yoga and the mind body connection. Yeah. So, um, so what I realized in that moment of that kind of coming forward into that forward fold was that yoga was not what I thought it was that yoga was a mind body connection. It was that if you listen to your body, there's so much healing that can happen. There's just so much awareness. Um, so that mind body connection was so massive. I thought that I had to be able to do a split or a headstand or all these like crazy things. Right. And I remember meeting someone, um, and saying like, I'm still working on crow pose. And he was like, cool, keep working on it. Like, well, doesn't that mean I'm not a yogi yet? It was just so interesting, so funny, like how my mindset was then versus, you know, where it is now. It's yoga is just such a beautiful, beautiful experience. Yeah, I think it's a great place to practice that self-discovery. You're like, I don't know, let's say you're in a forward fold and you're like, okay, how do like my feet feel? Or like, how does it, my spine feel like, how does the back of my head feel? Or like, just how does my body, like asking those questions, I think it's easy to start with something that's super tangible. Okay, this doesn't feel good. I need to like alt do something else. Absolutely. We focus so much on that in my classes is, you know, maybe what feels what looks like it should feel really good, or what the pose looks like, maybe your body's asking for something different and to honor that and to not make it wrong. Like that's such a huge, that's an act of self-love right there. Right. Definitely. What feels good in my body. We talk about that every single class, what feels good, what doesn't, don't worry about it. Do what your body's asking for. Cause that's where you get the benefits. Yes. So what do you think are some of the obstacles Self-love is still, I think, a word that some people think of as taking a really, it's self-love and self-care, right? Like self-love is taking a weekend away or self-love is, you know, having a, a bath with, you know, bubbles and a glass of champagne or something like that. And I think one of the biggest things that is really important to remember with self-love is that it's a very personal practice. And what might not feel like self-love to me might feel like absolute beautiful self-love to you. And it's really about knowing what you need, what your body wants, what your soul wants and asking yourself, how can I just be my own friend today? And that's just like going out and grabbing a latte. Like that might feel really, really good to just get yourself a present that day. Um, or to go for a walk in, in a place that has your favorite flower, right? Um, I think that there's that idea that it has to be this really huge thing that maybe takes all day. And so people are like, I don't have time to love myself. I have a career. I have a family. I have things I need to do. And just remembering that self-love is not 
supposed to take away from the rest of your life. It's supposed to add to your life. Yeah. Add to your life, leave you feeling really fulfilled, um, really whole instead of feeling like, well, I checked off the self-love box. Now I got to go do the dishes or something like that, right? Like it can be really, it can feel like it's something else to add onto your plate. But if you look at it as just a way of living your life with a little bit more gentleness and love towards yourself, um, starting becomes a little bit more, a little bit less scary. Um, you talked, we talked about like self-love, self-care and self-discovery. Do you see those as all like the same? Are they overlapping? Are they different? I think that they are so overlapping. There's like that graph, right? With the circles and peace has its own entity. Yes. That piece in the middle is just such, that's where it all comes together and allows you to kind of step into that next version of yourself. Yes. Yes. All really work together so beautifully. Um, do you, I know you personally have some, like what kind of resources do you share with your people to help them kind of deepen their journey of self-love and self-discovery? Yeah, I think one of the biggest tools that I used that helped me so much was journaling. Um, journaling was so, so help is so helpful and oftentimes what I would come into and I would say, you, journaling is really helpful. I don't know how to journal. And I get that. Sometimes you have that pen and people are like, I don't know what to do with this. Where do I start? Where do I go? Um, so one thing that I did for in talking to so many of my clients and having my own personal experience with journaling was, journaling was I created a 30 day um, self-love workbook. And so it's a 30 day journal where you have a an empowering quote each day, an empowering affirmation. And then you also have a uh, journal prompt that just allows you And the questions that I ask are just things about self-discovery, getting to know you. Sometimes it's what's my favorite color and why? And you're like, oh, remember what happened when I was little? That was so great. And it's just coming up with these, like, who am I? Yeah. What are the things that light me up? What are my values? What's important to me? Um, what are my goals, you know, thing, things like that. So I think that journaling, and I think that when you have something to think on, sometimes we need that prompt, right? I absolutely love being told what to do. You tell me what to do. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. So I, so I do, I think that is such a, a great place to start, um, with, with the self-love journey, the resource that I give. Um, are there any other like projects or resources or offers that you'd like to share about? Yes. So um, I created a digital an online course. Um, my self-love course is called The Magic of You. It was a compilation of all of the tools that I used, still use, work with every day in my life. Um, and that course is really, really special to me. Um, it was created for the busy person in mind. So you've got a video to a video lesson, but you also have um, notes that you can read on. And for me, I'm a very tangible person. I learn by doing. 
And so what I found was that I could read all of the books on self-love or I could read whatever you wanted me to read on self-love, but it wasn't going to stick for me until I actually practiced it. So there's an action step with every, nice. every lesson in the course. And so what the course does is we start with your past. We kind of unpack and look at what's happened. We look at where we are today and we create some really great toolboxes, uh, tools for your toolbox of things to do for like, you know, things like a morning routine, a nighttime routine, what self-care is, what it's not, the people we spend our time with, um, which is a really big, we could probably do an entire other interview <laughs> the people we spend our time with, right? Um, and then what we do is we go into your future. So three modules, past, present, creating an incredible future for your days beyond. Um, so that's my baby. That's my absolute passion project that I had created. Um, and so in October, we are launching, there's gonna be a really amazing uh, five day, really transformative workshop that we're gonna be doing. Um, and that I would love for anyone who's on their self-love journey, wants to start on their self-love journey, to join us for that. That sounds super exciting. So much <laughs> I did Janelle's five-day Facebook self-love challenge and highly recommend her resources. So engaging and um, light and inspiring. Um, so I definitely encourage anyone to join and I'll make sure to link that information in the show notes. Is there any last words you'd like to leave our listeners with? The self-love journey is one of the most incredible journeys you'll ever go on. And when you open yourself up to that journey, when you open yourself up to getting to know yourself and knowing what lights you up, what makes you feel incredible, when you allow yourself to be your own best friend, which for so many of us is a brand new feeling, when you allow yourself to celebrate yourself instead of constantly tear yourself down, there's so much joy. There's so much presence on the other side of that. And it's not to say that everything else is going to disappear and it's going to be rainbows and butterflies all the time, right? But when you allow yourself to think with a different perspective, everything around you really does change. Mm -hmm. And so if you're feeling like you're ready to love yourself louder, start by just asking yourself, what makes me happy? That's one of the best, <laughs> what makes you happy? What lights you up is one of just the best, most beautiful questions I think that we can ask ourselves because then that opens up to, well, how can I give myself more of that? Yeah. Uh, oh, thank yeah. you so, <laughs> so much for that message. Thank you so much for your time, your expertise, and for sharing vulnerably. I really, really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. Thank you all so much for joining us in this episode of Yoga Corner Chats, where we've explored the world of self-love and wellness with the amazing Janelle Brie, a self-love and wellness coach. Janelle's expertise lies in helping overwhelmed mothers rediscover their inner peace, enabling them to experience boundless joy and be fully present with their families. Janelle shared her inspiring journey and what led her to become a self-love and wellness coach. 
She offered insights into the transformation she experienced. We dove into Janelle's perspective on self-love and wellness and uncovered her valuable insights on cultivating these in our lives. Our conversation revolved around the practices and philosophies of authentic self-love and self-care, breaking down myths and revealing the true essence of these concepts. Janelle offered practical steps for nurturing self-love and wellness, guiding you towards a life filled with joy and purpose. Keep an eye out for Janelle's continued offerings where you can explore the beautiful journey of nurturing your inner peace and wellness. As we conclude another enlightening episode of Yoga Corner Chats, we hope you've been inspired by this uplifting conversation with Janelle Abrie, your self-love and wellness guide. Her wisdom and insights have truly illuminated our path towards authentic self-love, self-care, and living a life filled with joy. To connect with Janelle and explore her current services, check out the show notes to find her website and her link to her Instagram. Thank you for tuning in, and remember, your journey to self-love and wellness is within your reach.